Yo, what is up, everybody? It is your boy, JV and Kendrick here on Power to the People podcast. This is episode three with Sebastian Nari. Me and Sebastian, uh, we went to school together. Uh, we, we, where, where did we meet, Sebastian? It was like, what, junior year? I think we had class together, right? Yeah, we had a coding class together. If yes. I oh, yeah. my God. We did have, yeah, we had clothing. Wow, that was so long ago. I feel so old. Yeah, Sebastian, he was, he was, he was ridiculous. It was a video game coding class, right? Uh, it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss, he, this man, he's a smart man right here. He knew what he was doing. He was killing it. Um, so, yeah, today um, we are talking about um, MGTOW. Mantown is what the, the dude called it in a video. Um, I just learned about this. Sebastian told me about it. Um, we, we had a little meeting about it before recording this episode. Um, so you kind of want to go in and explain what, what it's about, the gist, so you don't just so the listeners know what, what it is. Yeah, sure. Um, so what I want to do real quick is preface with the fact that I'm not part of this movement personally. This is just something that I've taken an interest in because, you know, as a, I guess, a male growing into a man uh, myself, I'm interested in what it means to be a man, what masculinity is all about. And it turns out that the internet has a lot to say about this. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the movements that has come to the fore on a lot of major social media platforms over the past half a decade to a decade is this movement called MGTOW, uh, which is the phonetic of the acronym MGTOW, which means men going their own way. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically what this group of guys is all about is them basically foregoing uh, the pursuit of women altogether because they believe that the current social order um, is totally against uh, what in traditional societies would foster stable relationships between men and women, would foster healthy marriages. They believe that, uh, for example, the family courts in the modern day favor women too heavily when it comes to uh, custody of children um, and, the, uh, and child support when it comes to divorce cases. Um, they believe that you know, the way that women are in the modern day is not conducive uh, to healthy relationships, simply put. So they avoid women altogether and pursue money and uh, simple pleasures, basically, in accordance with their own self-interest as men. Um, although the movement does uh, encompass something broader than that, it doesn't just uh, have to do with like hating on women. They have a lot to say about what it means to be a man. There's a lot of discussion about masculinity and MGTOW itself is actually just one small portion of this broader online phenomena called the manosphere um, colloquially. And that, that uh, online group, uh, so to speak, is essentially men on different social media platforms talking about what it means to be a man, uh, how to work out, how to make money, how to live well in the modern day as a dude. Um, so this is something that I take a real interest in because, you know, it pertains to my own well-being personally as a guy. Um, and I think we would do well for ourselves to engage with a lot of these ideas on a broader social level um, because it would allow us to 
look at some of the problems that men perhaps are facing or perceive themselves to be facing and address them in an honest mm -hmm. and ingenuous manner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, no, definitely. And I think, because you sent me a link to a video, I think the dude, it was, um, he, it was the black dude. He, he called his, his uh, YouTube page, what was it? Uh, strength, strength camp, strength boot yeah, camp or something like that. And, yes, and yeah. Strength camp, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was very, I, now I, I want to apologize for my ignorance up front. I got to do a little bit of research, but I didn't get to do a lot of it. Some of the terms that he was saying in there, you, you mentioned one of them. It was, I, I can't really, it, 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 it sounded like African, it was, what is that? African language? Like the terms that he was using, it sounded like another language. Like what, what, what is that? Uh, what were you referring to specifically? Do you remember? He was saying it was like Iglo something. Like I, I can't remember specifically, but you did just say it. I, I heard you say it like once. I, I wish I wrote it down. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like it's just certain terms. It sounds like it's a different language. What is that called? If you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what you're okay. talking right. about. You'll have to give me the specific on that. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, okay, maybe maybe I'll pull it up and and, and come back. Um, but I just thought some of the stuff he was saying was interesting. So from my understanding and watching the video, it was basically about um, he was he really was going into the details of creating separation from the world of matter. Um, so to me, what that means, um, basically what I got from it is he's saying that a lot of men are focused too much on the materialistic things today. And that's all the world shoves in our faces, materialistic, materialistic, materialistic. I mean, that's what you see. You see the, the rappers, you know, they, you got the girls, the money, uh, the, the twerking, you know, get bitches, fuck bitches, like, you know, just stupid stuff like that. And I think growing up that's all we see on the media is you know oh okay in order for us to be successful we need to we need to get money we need to get bitches and you know that makes us a, a powerful dude that, that makes us a man when really like i mean for me for example i thought the same thing but now growing up i started to realize like that's all this world focuses on is the material stuff really if you want to be successful you want to be happy it starts with yourself so i really kind of started to see I saw how he was saying that. I kind of started to relate to my journey right now because, I mean, this is a new thing to me. And I do think that with the media and the government and the world that we live in, they do project too much of that. And I think it's a little bit ridiculous. And a lot of people fall into that trap and they're sitting in this constant cycle in their lives trying to figure out what makes them happy. And they're thinking that these three things are going to make them happy, but it's not whatsoever. Would, I, would you say I'm correct on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think fundamentally what that video was about um, was – Elliot taking this MGTOW movement and trying to raise up the conversation, as he says, by mm -hmm. taking it a step further. Because what is MGTOW ultimately about? It's men who see and perceive a certain corruption in the world, right? And backing away from it. And instead saying, we're going to pursue our own interests um, apart from this sphere, this social decay. Uh, so that we can live happily, right? But how does that manifest? Most of the people in these MGTOW movements are not much different than men who, you know, are, are pickup artists, for example, who go mm -hmm. out and pick up women because instead of going after women, they go after money and fame, right? Mm -hmm. Which is all still trapped within that material sphere. Mm -hmm. So instead, Elliot references religious traditions, the perennial mm -hmm. like spiritual uh, practices 
the the search for the divine that is ubiquitous mm. throughout mm. human society, civilization, and even pre-civilizational man. Yeah. And he says, by giving the example of of Jesus, right? Because you know there there was a there's a part in the Gospels where one of his apostles comes up to him and says, you know, I'd love to follow you, Jesus, because Jesus asks his, uh, his followers to forego the pursuit of material wealth, to relinquish all of their material possessions and to follow the way of, of God, right? Mm-hmm. He says, I'd love to follow you, but I still have to pay the state, the Roman state, right? Because they, they lived in a the the Judean province of of the Roman Empire, uh, which yes. is now where modern day Israel is, yeah. um, and Jesus says to him, "Who's on this coin, right?" And the guy says, "Well, Caesar is Caesar, being the, the emperor of Rome." And mm-hmm. he says, "Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and give unto me what is mine." Talking mm-hmm. about God, right? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, what Jesus's message is is that true self-development, true fulfillment comes from the pursuit of things which do not pertain to the material world, right? It's all about the development of an inward, um, if I can use this word, spiritual orientation towards Mm -hmm. the the highest principle, right? The pursuit Mm -hmm. of virtue and human excellence in the the highest sense. Yeah, no, I, I completely... I understand where you're coming from. And I, I remember, do remember him saying that. And he also was using another reference that he was talking about from the Bible, that he was saying how um, they were saying how, you know, the Bible says that, you know, snakes are bad, that women are bad. And the reason that we're, we're at today is because of Eve and the snake, you know, that that's women's fault. But he was saying that that's really not the case. And he also made a very, which I thought this was very interesting. Um, and maybe you can expand on this for me because I was kind of confused on it. He said that women are beasts. Uh, women are cows and men are snakes. And I know he was saying women are cows because I know girls are like, what the hell is he? What? What is going on? Ladies, hang, hang in there. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Don't go away yet. Um, so he was saying women are cows because women are the, the creators. They, they, the reason they have nipples and breasts is because they, you know, they need to feed the milk to the children and stuff like that. So he was saying that's why they're cows because um, that's, I think he, he used the word. So that's, that's the, 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 the sow, I think is what he said. Yeah. Um, and then he was yeah, saying men are... Female pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to sound so bad. <laughs> and so um, he was saying that um, men are snakes because um, he went into like our, uh, the spine and something about the reptilian... Um, I forget the exact words he used, but the, the here, right, right, basically right here where, where our next is, it has some type of reptilian... Um, a feature to it that that relates us to snakes. So expand on that for me, if you will. Like, what what is what is he what does he mean? Because to me, I, I grew up Christian, so you know, in in a Christian household, it always was you know, not, not technically that snakes are bad, but you know, the snakes the snakes are the devils, you know, because that's that's what the Bible says, and you know, stay away from snakes. Snakes are sly. Snakes are slick. But to him, he's referring to snakes in a good way, in a good term, and he's saying that men are snakes because. Um, I think he said in Egypt and in Egyptian culture, snakes were the, the sign of wisdom. So uh, I'm curious uh, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that is a huge topic. And I'm going to try to expand on this uh, as best I can in as concise a way as I can. Because yes. this is a huge can of worms. 
Give me one second. I'm getting a call. I apologize. Hold on one second. My fault. Um, oh, my God. You recording? Okay, Nick's recording. All right, yeah, go ahead, Sebastian. I'm sorry, buddy. All right, cool. Uh, so to get into this, just to properly frame the question, right? Mm -hmm. When you look at the material world from the highest spiritual perspective, which I'm drawing from here some of the ancient traditions, the esoteric traditions like Hermeticism in the West, Taoism in the East, they all say roughly the same thing, mm -hmm. that the material world in which we live is predicated upon duality, right? Mm. Because the highest source that everything comes from is, is one, it's unified, it's God, it's divine. Mm -hmm. Out of that source comes the lower forms of matter and energy, subject and object, right? So mm. in this material world, we are not all one thing, we're all separate identities. You know, here mm -hmm. I have, like, I, I'm on a computer. Uh, I'm sitting in a chair. Like, these are mm -hmm. separate things that all interact uh, with each other. This is, this is yeah. the dual world, right? And everything in this world is separated into poles. Everything has its opposite. So you have positive and negative, right? Protons mm -hmm. and electrons. You have mm -hmm. light and dark, hot and cold. And likewise, you have masculine and feminine. Now, yeah. All of these forces exist in the world um, as forces, not necessarily as good or bad. And so masculinity, for example, manifests in a myriad of ways. It can manifest as a righteous uh, monarch who lays down the law, cares for his people, and defends his kingdom. Or it could manifest as a brutal tyrant, right, who, mm -hmm. you know, totally ransacks nearby tribes and villages ruthlessly killing and murdering and raping and so on, right? These are both manifestations of masculinity. It's both power and force um, and strength and, and so on and so forth. Um, but it, one is good and one is bad, right? And so masculinity is, is amoral. It's the same with femininity, right? So when he says that there are uh, ways that females manifest that are analogous to a sow, right? Like a, like a pig or a cow. It's mm -hmm. like, because on the most basic level, we're very, we have animal parts, like mm -hmm. pertaining to our genitalia and our, and our sexual organs. It's, it's like wet and gooey and oozy and whatever, mm -hmm. but it's all a necessary part of yeah. nature, right? Mm -hmm. Because without those things, which, are a little unpleasant, especially for the opposite sex, in a way. Like, like to men, um, and, and Camille Paglia talks about this in her book, Sexual Personae, which I recommend everyone check out, um, mm -hmm. if you're really interested in this stuff. Uh, she says that the male genitalia, right, is very rational. It's apparent, it's symmetrical, you can see what's going on, and yes, it's meant for like driving forward, pushing and ultimately like insemination, right? That, that's yeah. what it is. It's clear what it does. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But definitely. for, for women, it is the exact opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Because their sexual organs are within the body. So it's more mysterious to a man, especially it's strange, right? Because the architecture is like a little 
irrational it's looking. It's a maze. Um, it don't really know what's going on there. Uh, it's there's, there's always this kind of mystery element, and this is this is a, a thematic throughout history and literature. Like, you know, you don't it, like is that baby that my wife is having mine? Right? Yeah. What's going on in there? It's like you don't really know. Yeah. Um, so there's like this mysterious element uh, that's associated with nature, that's associated with the sow, because at once it's it's mysterious and kind of ugly in a way just as men we're we're not like pretty either exactly no no Uh, no but it's like it's also life-giving right it gives birth to to children it makes space for a baby to grow and to come out of right which is what a sow does right gives birth to little piglets um and the, the breasts as well nurse the 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 newborn babies which is absolutely necessary for their physical development right so it's like it's it's on the one hand a little gross but on the other completely necessary and this is the same with men in the association with snakes because Mm. snakes are these bottom dwellers right they slither on the ground they don't have legs Mm. Um, and the analogy here is is literally the shape of the genitalia Right, like this. This is a this is a perennial association. The association of yeah. the snake with the penis, right? Yeah. Um, and the snake itself. This is like our lowest aspect in a sense. The snake mm. is very intuitive on the one hand mm. because it doesn't have ears, right? So it's close to the ground. It listens to things. It can hear. It's intuitive, and so there's this association of masculinity with like a gut feeling, like a lot of guys will say, I'm just following my gut, right? Mm -hmm. Which is on the one hand positive, but on the other hand, a snake can be sneaky. It's venomous, right? So it's dangerous on the other hand. You don't know exactly what it's going to do, but you know what it wants, right? It wants to eat and it wants to kill. (laughs) So now when it comes to the association of the snake with spiritual enlightenment, this is really interesting. Uh, and and what he talked about in the video was Kundalini yoga, which is a pro, which is that's, a. Um, that's yeah, what that, I was that talking about from, earlier. That comes from India, uh, and Kundalini okay. yoga is an ancient practice um, that has all to do with the the chakras. Right, we have okay. seven chakras, and there's one I believe it's called the Muldara chakra mm-hmm. that is associated with the genitals. Right. Okay. So the idea is that there's an energy within that chakra that when used properly, uh, which can be done through various practices, I, I, I don't know exactly what they do in Kundalini Yoga, but mm. the idea is that you raise up the energy from the lowest chakra up to the highest. And so that energy allows you to burst through all of your illusions your preconceptions mm-hmm. and uh, your ideas about who you are, what you are in order to see the truth, to open your third eye, so to speak, yeah. um, and to become enlightened. Uh, and that's the idea behind the association of the snake on the head with, uh, with a higher state of consciousness, a higher state of being. Um, the Egyptians had that obviously with the snake around the sun disk, Uh, in a lot of depictions of Ra and Horus. Um, Mm. In the West, there's this lesser known but still popular symbol of the eagle carrying the snake. And they're not 
relating to each other as enemies, but as friends, because the eagle is associated with Zeus or Jupiter, with the highest principle of godliness and divinity. Mm-hmm. And so to have the eagle, which flies high in the sky, have the snake, and they're both aligned properly as friends, that means that you are perfectly oriented and integrated, all of your parts, right, together. Mm. Um, and uh, you've essentially become a perfected being, in a sense, mm-hmm. that's what that symbol uh, is supposed to mean. So. Interesting. I, you learn something new every day. I had no idea about that. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. Um, and I think another thing he was, I, I sort of disagree with this because, and maybe I took it wrong um, because he was saying, like I kind of mentioned it earlier, giving up, chasing money, chasing women, and, you know, going to become enlightened. And to me, in my head, it's like, okay, well, what the, what the hell am I supposed to do? I still got to eat. You know, I still got to find places to sleep. Because in today's world, sadly, I disagree with this, but in order to gain power, you have to earn money. Money is power in today's world. And, and I, I don't know how to go about it. You know, everyone has a different purpose in life. I think this is super interesting, but it, what I definitely follow men town, man town to the, you know, I die. No, I couldn't, but you know, cause I just have my own goals and stuff like that. But I think it's interesting, but I'm just curious, like what, what do you, so the overall point is just basically be, kind of do, doing what monks do is just becoming an, an, an enlightened being in a sense, correct? Or did I, am I not getting anything? Well, it's, it's a lot, it's broader than that. Um, because okay. he's not telling everyone to become a monk. Uh, okay. Monasticism is only for a few people who are really uh, dedicated and who are in a sense made for that sort of thing. Most people yeah. cannot handle that level of asceticism and responsibility it's not possible and so what 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 i want to say here is this i totally agree that in this world to gain prestige to succeed or or uh, however you want to put it you have to pursue money and, and fame and status and so on and some people most people will play that game to some extent some mm-hmm. won't um and and that's how it is and that's how it always has been right? The game, the rules of the game have changed, but that's how it works in, in this world, in the material yeah. world. That is, that's, that's the name of the game. Uh, the difference is this, right? That in ancient cultures, uh, and I'll use specifically ancient tribal cultures as an example, like the, the, the Native American Comanche, right? They would have rituals where when a boy, uh, for example, reached around the age of 12, like around when puberty starts to happen, he starts to change, right? Because when, when a boy hits puberty, your whole view of the world shifts completely. You start yeah. to see things that you didn't before. You start to have these urges that you didn't have before. And yeah. it's the most powerful energy in the human body that's suddenly thrust upon you, right? Yeah. In our world today, we basically don't talk about it that much. At least parents don't. It's a little taboo. Um, so it's just not addressed. And it's left up to the schools to deal with it, who basically just tell you to 
to wear a condom and otherwise ignore it, right? So it's like, it, we're, we don't really deal with it uh, very well in the modern day, considering how important that is to a young man's life. Yeah. Um, but in ancient society, what they would say is, all right, it's time for initiation. So they would take the boy out of the village and subject him to all manner of austerity, right? Whether it's fasting for several days, whether it's like beating or, or something, like it, it, it would be some uh, thing to humble the young boy and then uh, in doing so, break down his ego, break down his sense of self, break down his attachment to the material world and specifically the mother, right? Because mm -hmm. when children are growing up, they're very attached to their mothers because yeah. the mother is the one who cares for them, who, who yeah. had them literally in their body for nine yeah. months uh, and nurse them and, and so on and so forth. So it's to separate them from the mother, to separate them from their attachment to the material world and all of their egoic ways of thinking, and then to give them a purpose, to give them a new role within the tribal order, right? Which might involve um, taking on a new name, getting tattoos, having some sort of mark on the body, um, or it might not. It, it really depends on the context. Um, and so the idea here is just that there needs to be some revival of this understanding of the necessity of separation from the mother, from the material world, for the young boy to properly define himself in the world as an individual and as a man, right? Camille Paglia also talks about this in her book. Uh, I'll reference this again because it's, it's very relevant. She says that women are, women just happen. It's a, it's a physiological thing, right? But a man has to become, right? You could be 25, 30, 40, whatever, and still be a boy spiritually, still be oh, yeah. a boy in your mind. There's a maturation, there's a decision in a sense that has to take place within the young man before he becomes a man. And this is universally acknowledged, right? Mm -hmm. in, in all, in pretty much all. Um, human societies, that the young boy needs to be kind of nudged in the right direction, uh, given a, a path, an ideal, something to follow in order for him to become a man, because it doesn't just happen by nature, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I completely agree with that. And we are going to take a quick commercial break. Um, so enjoy this ad. And when we get back, we're going to start kind of talking about how this relates to women and how he was talking about, you know, because I, I don't want the women are getting bashed right now. I feel like they feel like they're getting, we're not bashing you women. This 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 has something to do with you guys. So stay tuned and wait till after the commercial break. We're back in it today with uh, Sebastian, and we are now about to move the topic to the difference between men and women. So so ladies, perk your ears up, men, perk your ears up. This is about to get very, very interesting. So I remember in the video, you know, one of the things that he was talking about, his name was Elliot. I forget his last name. Elliot. Elliot Holes. Elliot Holes was talking about um, was he was saying how, you know, 
in the movement, he feels like they focus, men focus too much on rejecting women when he's saying we need to embrace women because, you know, and in a sense, we all have a feminist or, or a feminine side inside of us. So, you know, he was going into that and he was also saying, you know, that we can't reject them and that we have to um, be one with them. And I think he said that um, women are like the moon and, and men are like the suns. And, you know, we look at women and women are the reflection of ourselves. So what we don't like about, you know, women, that's, that's what we don't like about ourselves. And I thought that was super interesting. So, you know, kind of go into detail about what you think is the difference between men and women in today's society and what's really, you know, affecting us so much. Yeah, sure. Um, when it comes to the difference between men and women, I'm going to try to get into this without going on too big of a tangent, because this is a huge topic, lots of scholarship on this, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think the best way to start would be to talk about, we've talked a lot about like symbolism and metaphysics and stuff like that, but it's to really mm -hmm. start with like biology and psychology, because those are the obvious markers of differences between men and women. So yeah. to start off, right, I'll use the analogy of like a kingdom, right? How is a kingdom created? A kingdom is created like historically mm -hmm. when a band of warriors who are all men mm -hmm. find a space somewhere in nature, clear it out and claim it as their own. Mm -hmm. And they claim that space through violence, right? They say, this is ours. Don't mess with us. Don't come here. Right. Or we'll, kick the shit out of you and kill you. Right? And that's yeah. how it is. Excuse my language. Um, but it's within that space that human society can take place, right? Mm -hmm. And so within that perimeter that the men have created, that they mm -hmm. protect and that they govern, right? The, the women and the children can exist and can live and can, can thrive and flourish, right? So... The difference here is that traditionally, those are the roles of men and women. The man exists to defend the perimeter, and the woman exists to nurture what is within it. Right now, this is like very essentialist, and I guess in the modern day, this would be considered um, in some sex, but these are the temperaments that we've evolved to have as different sexes. Right, and you can see this just in the way that our physiologies are constructed. For example, men have, I think it's something like 17 times more testosterone in our bodies than women, right? Yeah. And that testosterone causes us to be more aggressive, physically stronger. Um, I think the average man is something like 50% stronger than the average woman, right? That's significant, oh. that is huge. We're a little more aggressive, more likely to take risks and things like that. Whereas women, by contrast, and there are psychological studies to back this up, um, are on average more agreeable, right? They're a little more willing to, um, uh, how do you say, go along with what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. And arguably the reason for this is because women historically have been more responsible for the children right? Mm -hmm. And the babies. And the reason why that would be a desirable trait is because babies are hard to take care of, 
children are hard to take care of. They can be very um, unruly. They're very wild and primal. They need to be socialized, right? Mm -hmm. And so if every time that the child uh, acted out, you had this bout of aggression, then we wouldn't have children, right? Because the women would have just killed them like, oh, this thing, I can't even take it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. so the woman has to be a little more willing to, to placate the child than the man. And so these temperaments, just because we've moved into a more modern egalitarian society, doesn't mean that they've gone away, right? Men still have higher testosterone, greater physical strength. Women still predominate more estrogen and progesterone um, and are a little more agreeable. Mm. And so this plays itself out in various ways in, yeah. in, in modern society. Um, and we can get into that if you want, but that's really the basis, I think, of what the differences are. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sidetrack it a little bit because you mentioned children. And in the video, uh, I think something that kind of hit me a little bit that I thought was super true is he said that men and women are working so hard that their children are being taught by the media and the government which I think is super true. I mean, we mentioned this in the beginning a little bit, how, you know, we grow up as kids and we see like, you know, these rappers and these actors doing all these types of things, talking about, you know, you know, get bitches, get money, all that, all that, you know, stuff like that. And that kind of goes into our head and goes to our conscious. And you don't realize how powerful the mind is until you really start to get older and the ways it affects you. So I definitely think it's super true when he says that. And I think that, you know, as children, kind of like you said, you know, when you're starting out, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're all over the place. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't really know what to do with themselves. So it's the parent's job to groom them and raise them up. We don't have parents doing that these days. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a huge problem. I think that's what's wrong with our society today and our generation, most importantly, because, you know, for example, I've met a couple of women be it this, this summer, not, not like that, but you know, I've had conversations with a couple of girls this summer. And just how aggressive women are towards men in this society is, 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 is ridiculous. Like, you know, I, I, you could talk to a girl and be like, you know, hey, you know, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. Or I know you see the big thing on social media where you're like, you know, the girl's like, hey, you know, you drop your pencil. And, oh, I have a boyfriend. Like, bro, I, I'm just trying to tell you you dropped your pencil. Like, it's not that deep. And I mean, I know that's not pertaining to it directly, but I do think women blame men the the over like the whole group of men in this world for a lot of the things that pertains to maybe one man or one man or like two men in their life that has nothing to do with anyone else you know what i'm saying and so i know me personally i mean growing up i mean as a dude i'll be honest with you I, I have plenty of girls that you know ghost me and don't talk to me and do all all types of bullshit like that but i'm not gonna sit here and get upset and be like oh well, fuck all women. I, I can't stand this bullshit. Y'all like pieces. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's so stupid. I think that's what's wrong with our society's mindset is that we automatically play the victim role and want to point the finger at everybody else. And I think not only women, but men also need to learn that, you know, it's not just because one girl cheated on you or one girl did you wrong doesn't mean that all bitches are shit. And just because, you know, one dude, I mean, vice versa, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, all niggas ain't shit and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a super huge thing that he touched on and you know kind of pointed about in the um in the video i'm like losing my train of thought i got people walking around me all over the place um but um another thing i thought that he said is um that was super super important and i think men need to hear this most importantly is 
he said that we don't need women acting like men. But when men won't do it, they got to put the pants on. So in your opinion, Sebastian, what do you think? It's going to be a hard question. It's a hard ball. But what do you think in today's society men are doing wrong that women kind of have to pick up after and, you know, take over that role of being a man in that position, if that makes any sense? Yeah, sure. Um, I think basically the way that we've constructed our modern society, right, mm -hmm. is that we've placed consumerism and work and the prestige associated with having a job or career, having money above all else, right? And as a result, we've seen the breakdown in traditional family structures and communities, right? And so what he's talking about there is really the, 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 the traditional way that men would step up to create a family, to provide for it, and to protect it, right? And to do the same on a macro level for the community and for the nation, right? But in the modern day, for one reason or another, we can get into all that, men have largely abdicated this responsibility in favor of simple pleasures and hedonism, which manifests as, you know, porn, video games, food, and all that nonsense, right? Um, and because men have pulled away, right, women have to step in. Instinctually, that's what they, they, they do because they see there's a lack of order. There's a lack of vitality in mm -hmm. the society. And so women say, all right, well, if you guys aren't going to do it, if you aren't going to make the money, help raise the kid, then mm -hmm. I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. And we see this in the rise of single motherhood, right? It mm -hmm. is a huge thing right now because for one reason or another, men just aren't stepping up to the plate. Right. And that's a big problem. Uh, and the, the real problem here is that it causes so much social unrest and discord because children are meant to be raised in a two parent household. Right. With a masculine and a feminine force. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and proper guidance to grow up. And so when you just have one force that can't even be there most of the time because the woman has to work 80 hours a week to just provide for the kid, yeah. then he's going to probably grow up wrong, right? Not, I'm not bashing single mothers, right? Mm -hmm. But all I'm really saying is that it's a, it's a terrible situation, you mm -hmm. know, in, in most cases. Um, and, you know, it, it reflects itself in the broader society because when women try to be men, which they're in, in large part, doing out of necessity. Also, I would argue partly because they're, they're taught to, um, mm -hmm. because of our modern uh, way of thinking. Mm -hmm. um, they can only ever be uh, inferior men. And what I mean by that is not that women are inferior to men. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that when a woman tries to be a man, she won't be as good at being a man as a man will be, right? Yeah. And yeah. vice versa, like if a man were to try to be a woman, 
Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about like transgenderism. I'm talking about like the way, like the role of the mother and the father, for example. Yeah, I got you. So it, it's causing all sorts of unbalances and, you know, we're, we're really reaping the consequences of that now uh, with yeah. the way the children are being raised, the breakdown of the family and, and, and yeah. all sorts of things like that. Yeah. And I think a huge problem, especially with men in our, our society today, is that one, men are getting super, super lazy. Why? I have no idea. Um, I think technology plays a part in that, but that's a whole different conversation. But I definitely think men are getting lazier. They have no motivation. I mean, a lot of people, everyone's worried about, uh, you know, everyone wants to have money. Everyone wants to have the luxuries, but no one wants to work for it. You know, everyone's focused on the, oh, get rich quick, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's a huge problem that, you know, a lot of people need to realize, men and women, that if you want something, you're going to have to work for it. You know what I'm saying? And no one wants to put that in. I also think another problem with men is, like, we look, some men, we look at women as objects. You know what I'm saying? We don't see the the spiritual value in women. We don't see the intellect in women. Um, you know, we don't we don't see, or and we don't even know what it means to actually, you know, have a woman and you know to conversate and you know look at a woman for what a woman's supposed to be. We just see them as a piece of meat because you know that's what the media shows us. You know, you see these women walking around in these boxing matches and in these. You know, I, I, I apologize, I keep referring to rap, but you know, that's, that to me, that's the best thing, that uh, best example to make. I mean, you, you see these girls working in these rap videos and stuff like that. And to us, that's in our heads, like, oh, that's all they are. You know, they're just pieces of meat. And you know, that's, that's they're just, you know, twerkers and you know, they, sex and that's all they are. And I think that's really the huge problem for the society today. I think that's something we need to fix. Um, and I think it was also interesting how you were talking about fatherhood, because I think that's a very tricky, being a single parent is a tricky thing, especially, I think it's harder in some situations because, I mean, you, you just have, you know, situations where you have kids that are growing up in unfortunate areas and, you know, sometimes maybe they're dead. For example, I will use the black community. You know, you have a lot of black fathers that are either going to jail or, you know, the laziness, they, they end up leaving, you know, not taking care of the kids and stuff like that. So then that puts the pressure on the mother or, I mean, vice versa which is terrible, but I mean, in a lot of circumstances, you can't, you can't really do anything about that either. I mean, I, and the only way to fix a lot of these problems, I mean, not the problems that we've, we'll, we'll talk about in the podcast that we have talked about, is I think just generational. So I, I don't know, it's difficult. I mean, unless, you know, do, do you think there's, there's any solutions, if I, if Sebastian, like, you know, if you could, if you could, someone came up to you and was like, you know, hey, like we have, problems that's going on with you know men and women you know um single parents and stuff like that you know what, what would you do to fix those problems yeah sure um i i should say here that i there i don't think there is a clean cut solution like there's not yeah. one way to do this and there's not one easy solution yeah. but there are a few things that i think we should do or stop doing that i think yeah. could help and one of the big ones is on the one hand, the concerning ourselves on a cultural level with pushing young girls and women to pursue a career above all else, right? Mm -hmm. There's a big thing, and I'm sure you see it around your college, I see it at Drexel, where mm -hmm. it's like, we need more girls in STEM, right? We need mm -hmm. more girls to be scientists, engineers, mathematicians, working yeah. computer science and stuff, and we decry the lack of diversity 
with mm -hmm. like in Silicon Valley, right? In, yeah. in, in, the, in, in any laboratory setting, by and large, it's gonna be a majority men. And we say, yeah. this is a reflection of the sexism in our society. And I say, no, it's not. Because here's the thing, we have made over the past couple decades, every effort to equalize the playing field between mm -hmm. men and women. And women do not choose to go into these fields as much as men do. Why? Because women are, are different. Men and women are different. And yeah. the reason, arguably, is because men are naturally, um, how would you say it? Because men don't bear children, right? Because mm -hmm. they don't get pregnant, mm -hmm. they can focus on having a career as like the CEO of a bank, right? Mm -hmm. For example, and work 80, 100 hours a week and be yeah. perfectly fine and content with that. Yeah. Women do not make that same choice on average. Firstly, because as we talked about, they're more agreeable. So mm -hmm. they're a little more risk averse, right? Less likely to take risks mm -hmm. and a little less willing to demand things of others. So they're a little less suited on average, not every woman is like this, for careers that will demand jobs like that, or, or that will demand uh, those sorts of traits out of their employees, right? Yeah. So we need to stop telling women to, to, to do this, to be here, right? To, to go into this job field more. We need more women here. Because I think when you, when you have large groups of men and women and yeah. you equalize the playing field, they will naturally distribute themselves according to their temperaments like the average temperaments so you yeah. see like a majority of men in in for example um you know like like as the ceos of, of banks like mm -hmm. like i was saying that that's overwhelmingly male yeah. but when it comes to teachers and nurses that's overwhelmingly female right because there's just a temperamental difference there on average exactly. so you shouldn't expect them to just be 50 50 in every yeah. single field all the time yeah. because i guarantee you on the converse that you wouldn't expect women to suddenly start taking up underwater bridge welding because <laughs> we've equalized the playing field because that is yeah. fully open to women but yeah. it is 99 percent men <laughs> for a reason yeah. right yeah. so there's that on the one hand and also secondarily i think stop making men feel guilty for being men <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. There's this big push in our society telling boys and men that they're the cause of, you know, this uh, irredeemable, patriarchal, oppressive system that mm -hmm. is harming women, that has harmed women, that's yeah. created suffering and, and discord and, and so on and so forth all throughout time. Uh, and that you and your ancestors are responsible for that uh -huh. and when you can't be proud of your heritage right when you uh -huh. as a man feel guilty just for being a man then you're gonna uh -huh. say all right fuck it then i'll just play video games right yeah, like if, exactly. if i'm some demon essentially yeah uh, then why should i try to make something of myself you know what yeah. i mean so to me it, it it just it goes both ways right on the one hand, we need to tell men like, you need to be something, you need to make something of yourself. You have mm -hmm. power in you, you have the potential to be great, 
go do that, right? Yeah. And women, do as you wish, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, no. Do as you're, as you're meant to do. I'm not, advoc- I'm not saying like, tell women to get back in the friggin' kitchen, whatever. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, let them kind of do what they want to do. Exactly. You know because I mean? yeah. by and large, they will choose to be moms at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to they're gonna want to work uh, a little bit, but yeah. the majority of them will make the choice to be mothers and take time away from their work in order to do that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And with that, you'll have more stable families form. Yeah. I, th- I think that's one big part of it. Those are, those are two things that I think we could start doing right away that are just cultural forces. Yeah, yeah, no, and I completely agree with you. And I think it's a couple of things also. I'm happy that you touched on the point about, you know, not all men are, you know, that, that you, how society makes men feel guilty for being men. And I definitely agree with that. I think that kind of how I touched on earlier that too many women attack men for being men. Um, and when I say that, I don't, ladies, I don't want y'all getting upset or anything. What I'm trying to say is I'm not saying that all men are not wrong. You know, some men are wrong. You know, some of the things that men did to women in the past and in the present now are not correct at all, but don't take that and throw it on all men. Like all men are dirt and pigs. You know what I'm saying? That's not all of us. And same thing with men and women. Like we shouldn't do that to them whatsoever. Um, and I think another thing he touched on, which was important, like, this whole uh, MGTOW, you know, man town, like it, it's for women, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's not for women, but he wants it to be for women, excuse me. Like we should be um, correlating with each other. You know, we should be, you know, combining efforts and we should be with the feminists because I think the feminist movement is important. I definitely think it's important. Now, feminist extremists, that's a whole different story, but I think the feminist movement is definitely important. I also think another big thing with society is, we also touched on this too, Sebastian, like, we need to recognize how men and women were, were built different spiritually and our natures are different. You know, kind of like how you said, like, you know, women are more naturally or nurses and, you know, stuff like that. And men are more naturally the CEOs of banks and everything. You know, uh, women have the, uh, Elliot said this, women have that um, natural, you know, creative sense to them, that creative nature to them. When men, we have to dream more and then we can implement. That's just how we're made. That's how, that's how we're built mentally. Um, and, you know, I think another thing he said, like, you know, for example, men's natures were, were sex is a natural drive for men. Like we just naturally, we love, you know, we, we love to have sex. You know, women are just completely different. Like, and some, I mean, women make some dudes feel guilty about that. Like, oh, why, why are you going to do that all the time? Well, well, like, that's just how we're built. You have to stop faulting us for the way we were made. You know what I'm saying? That's like faulting a computer for you know, going on the internet, like stupid computer. Why are you fucking, you because it was built to do that. You know what I'm saying? So. I think that's that's a huge problem. Um, and I also think with men, men in today's society, we we are too we are way too masculine, like with, with each other in certain circumstances. Like, you know, I think we need to dial back on that. Like we're I feel like a lot of men try way too hard, especially black men. I say this a lot with black men. We try way too hard to like prove ourselves whether it's to each other or to each other in front of women or whatever like that needs to stop i'm the type of person like i don't like all that testosterone stuff like it's cute y'all could do that but like i mean for example like i don't know if you've seen this at your school uh sebastian but you know I, last year when i was going to school i would kind of i would go up to my um what is that my common area my living area and there would be like you know 20 females in there and just maybe like a couple of dudes with boxing gloves on going at it 
I'm like, what? What? It, for what? Like, cause <laughs> some females. Like, I think that needs to chill, bro. Like, I think we need to all like work together, and you know, come together with each other. And that's just me. Not everyone's gonna believe that, cause I feel like we're we're on different mindsets. Um, you know, me, me and you compared, you know, and the people that are on this podcast compared with everyone else in the world. Um, but I, I just think that's it's, it's a little bit too much. I need to dial back on that. Most importantly. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, that, that was, I'm feeling good, man. That's a great conversation. Do you have anything else you want to touch on Sebastian? Yeah, real quick. I'd love to touch on one or two of those points that you made there. Go for it, man. Go for it. I think that, uh, what is it? When it comes to the MGTOW thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think that that is a direct result of the sort of thing that we've created in our society where, you know, mm -hmm. we're telling men that they're bad on the one hand and mm -hmm. we're telling women, go be strong, independent, don't need mm -hmm. no man. In mm -hmm. fact, men are pigs and a hindrance, right? Mm -hmm. To your own yeah. success and happiness in general. Mm -hmm. So men say, all right, I'm out, right? Mm -hmm. I'm out. I'm not going to be told this crap. I'm just going to pursue my own happiness, right? And yeah. this is not the first time that's happened in history. Right. Yeah. This is this is one time in history, but in the in the Roman Empire near the near the time of their fall, um, this sort of thing was happening too. Women were kind of doing whatever they wanted, and men said, "All right, we're just not going to form families, and we're just not going to you know form relationships basically and have kids." Yeah. And that was a big reason why their society collapsed. You know, so it is something to really consider uh, on a societal level. And on the second point, uh, which I think is interesting. I understand what you're saying when mm -hmm, you say mm -hmm. that men are too masculine. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm, I, I agree with what you're mm -hmm. saying. I just don't mm -hmm. love the terms. Talk because to, me. to me, masculinity is a little more holistic. It's not mm -hmm. just like the boasting, the bravado, and the mature, right? Mm -hmm. I think that uh, masculinity and, and Jack Donovan talks about this in his book, The Way of Men. I recommend that to anybody who's really interested in like the anthropology and the history of mm -hmm. men and masculinity and stuff like that. He says masculinity is defined by four virtues, strength, courage, mm -hmm. honor, and mastery. Mastery mm -hmm. meaning like general competence at different skills and honor yeah. meaning your reputation within a, in a kin group uh, and your adherence to a particular code within yeah. that brotherhood or community. So yes, in our society, because we've kind of let loose when it comes to all standards of excellence and behavior, um, men have just kind of reverted to this more primal way of being where mm -hmm. we're just kind of loud and brash, or at least mm -hmm. a lot of men are, and they're mm -hmm. a little show-offish, right? Yeah. But if you were to put them in an actual situation that's dangerous, right, in an actual mm -hmm. combat situation, they would probably cower away, right? Yeah. So it's not that they're more masculine. It's that they're, they've got this uh, bravado about mm -hmm. them. It's the only way they know how to assert themselves, right? Yeah. In, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in another era, in another society, I'll give the example of like feudal Japan, right, where mm -hmm. you have samurai, running around basically. And, and these are the men that run that society. They would not have this chip on their shoulder, right? They wouldn't be loud um, uh, and, and all about machismo, right? Because they have a strict honor code, the Bushido code. 
that you're expected to act in accordance with. So they were very laconic, right? More uh, disciplined. Uh, they were more concerned with um, developing, you know, their own virtue and skills um, yeah. and not being so uh, standoffish, not quick to anger, not quick to show off, short of words, right? Be concise in your speech. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's what real, like genuine masculinity at its height mm-hmm. looks like. It looks like uh, a strong gentlemanly character right so to me i would say that's what that is the real masculinity that we need to return to um and it's because of this sort of societal homogenization trying to push men and women to this sort of evened out area uh where they're they don't get along as well and they're also a little more easy to control um that we've that we've lost that that we've lost our power uh, as Elliot might say. Um, and it's when you can return more to the poles that you can create those ways of being like a family, like yeah. a stable, strong family that's really yeah. powerful, that really yeah. is, a, is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with, you, with, with what you're saying. Um, it, it's so much stuff in this world. And that's what, you know, that's the main reason why I want to start this podcast, you know, kind of get it moving and get, get the ball rolling is because I think the big, 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 big thing and we touched on a little bit is just, it's the way people think. And, you know, part of the way people think are the way people are brought up. And this world, uh, people complicate it more than it really needs to be, but it, it, it's really just a mindset, man. So the way you go about things and the way you speak things it's so many stuff into it. And I could go into it, but that'd be a completely different episode. But I think the main thing is, you know, people just really need to realize that, you know, a lot of people like to do a lot of this. They like to talk, 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 but they don't really like to think. And I think people really need to realize both men and women that think before you speak, actually realize what you're saying, realize what you're projecting, realize what you're putting out. And if you can do that, then I feel like the world would be such a better place because you're actually thinking, you're using your intellect. That's what you have a brain for. Um, so yeah, but, uh, I think that was a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate you for taking the time out of your day to, to come on here, Sebastian. Um, we had a little bit, a little bit of some technical difficulties and, you know, I had to come up to school today and stuff like that, but I really appreciate you for coming out. Um, so yeah, th- thank you guys so much for being a part. This is episode three, uh, Power to the People podcast. Where we get the power of the freedom of speech back to the people. And again, thank you so much, Sebastian. It was really a great conversation. I hope the viewers enjoyed this. Um, and if any men and women are offended, then I don't know what to tell you. You can suck it up. Go read some books. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, we will see you next time. Take it easy.